Happy Basketball New Year, everybody. It is the October 22nd, 2019 edition of the Win Daily Sports Podcast. This is great to see Williams. I am along with my co-host, Javi Frazillo. Javi, it is a start of the new basketball season, which means that we basically get six months of non-stop DFS hoops. Oh, yeah, I am ready. This is how I uh, slowly started becoming a pro was uh, I started off with NBA, so I am excited. It's going back to my roots, so. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, you look at the uh, very busy offseason, you know, we saw the remaking of up the Clippers, obviously a team that everyone seen, seems to feel is the team to beat uh, going into the start of the season. I uh, see you know, the Lakers getting uh, uh, Anthony Davis, Rockets getting mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. You know, what are your thoughts going into the season? Uh, you know, obviously, it's not going to be uh, a Golden State Invitational this season. And at the same time, it's not a given that we're going to see the defending world champion Raptors make such a deep run as well. Yeah, so my thoughts and uh I've already placed this in Vegas, so I'm, I'm sold on it. I'm, uh, I'm expecting on the East, I know a lot of people are saying the Bucks. I'm expecting this to be the year of the 76ers, actually. Um, they, they got a big upgrade, in my opinion, uh, with Josh Richardson. Yeah, they lost Jimmy Butler, um, but I'm, a, I'm actually a Miami Heat fan, so I'm happy with Jimmy Buckets coming over to the Heat. And I'm sad to see Josh Richardson go, but I think he's going he's gonna to play a pivotal role in the 76ers. I think they're just meshing well together. I think Simmons is only going to get better, and Bede is a stud if he can stay healthy. Uh, I wish he would be quiet a little bit, but you know he's he's good. He's really good. Uh, um, so I, I I think the East is going to be the 76ers. Um, as for the West, uh, it's it's a toss up. It could be anybody. I, I still think you can't count the Warriors out. Um, but if I if I had to to make a pick, um, I'm going to have to go with the Clippers. I, I believe in Kawhi. He knows what it takes to win, um, and he's got Paul George, who's one of my favorite basketball players. So, you know, he's going to be hurt to start the year, but uh, I got Clippers Sixers in the finals this year. I, I, you really can't go wrong with that one. Clippers Sixers, that definitely would be a big one uh, for ESPN and ABC with all that star <laughs> power uh, going along with it. Uh, I will agree with you on Philadelphia. I think that they are, you know, pound for pound, the best team out. Of course, the key to keep uh, Embiid healthy. But to me, I think the guy who's really going to be the difference maker there is going to be Tobias Harris. I think I love his game. I love his energy. He is that guy that on a night where you don't get a big game from uh, Embiid, you don't get anything from Ben Simmons. Harris is that guy that can carry the team and uh, it gets real hot uh, at times. Out West, it, it's wide open. You, you obviously, you can't count uh, count out Golden State. Uh, but to me, I think there are three teams that are kind of under the radar, and I think that monthly three teams will come out, and I'll give them a particular order. Number one, I think it could be Portland. Uh, when you've got a lethal combination of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, uh, I think the big question is going to be their front court, what they can get out of Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Utah, you can't sleep on this team. Uh, big deal uh, in the summer to get Mike Conley to uh, go along with Donovan Mitchell. I hate that they had to give up on their favors, but uh, Bojan Bojanovic is a nasty long-range shooter 
Rudy Gobert is arguably the best defensive player in the NBA. They're not going to be pretty, but they're going to grind. But to me, I think the team that wins the West is going to come out in Denver. This team is scary good, uh, particularly if you get Michael Porter Jr. If this guy plays and is healthy the entire season, this guy is the equivalent of putting a lottery pick on a team that really should have gotten to the Western Conference Finals last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Joker too. He's uh, uh, he's probably up there as one of my favorite basketball players too. He's a he's a triple double machine, just a rock star. Uh, oh, he is, y'all. He night in night out. You can certainly count on him uh, to be an anchor for any DFS format. Uh, we've got two games uh, to start tomorrow. Let's start. When it's going to be the bear raising out in Toronto as the Pelicans take on the Raptors. Uh, obviously, you know, we touched on the Raptors a bit. You know, it's a different looking team going into the season. Uh, no Kawhi Leonard, obviously, but uh, you get Kyle Lowry. They signed Pascal Sykam to a four year, $130 million extension. You mark the Saul up front. Uh, on paper, it's not a bad lineup, but uh, is this a team that's going to need some time to adjust to all the new faces? Yeah, uh, I think they they will. Uh, but you you know what? I see the Toronto Raptors as a DFS heaven tomorrow. I know it's only two two game slate, so absolutely nothing is sneaky. Um, but Toronto is just priced so low. Oh, some of their guys are just priced very, very low. So I know we'll, we'll dive deeper into that, but I think with Toronto, um, we don't know who's going to be the, the the key player. I know Kyle Lowry; he's still a key piece there, but I don't know if he's going to lead that team. I think it is going to be Siakam for the most part. Uh, but I think the sneaky guys that are going to help out is Marcus All. He's one of the best uh, defensive centers in the game, and he's also a scoring threat. Um, but I think it's a, it's going to be all. About but it's going to be a, the Fred Van Vliet show. So I'm a big fan of Fred Van Vliet. And uh, we saw him in the playoffs last year as a, as a key piece for that uh, championship run as well. You know, obviously with Kawhi and, and Lowry. But um, I'm, I'm curious to see how they do without Kawhi and see what happens. Obviously, it's, it's the same team minus that piece, but it's a big piece. So I'm excited it. Van Vliet, like you mentioned it, this team is priced horribly low. Uh, when you look at the talent mm-hmm. around a $4,800 over at uh, over at DraftKings. My word, that is dirt cheap. Uh, you look at that OG Aganobi, uh, $3,900. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, kind of a role player type guy. But Siakam, $7,600. I think he'll get a lot of focus. Uh, Kyle Lowry at $6,800. Also get a lot of focus. But Vince Sleep at $4,800. Man, that is a bargain and uh, the type of guy who can really carry you to the finish line in DFS on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a core play. He's my main play. He's going to be, uh, I mean, again, uh, uh, we were talking about this before. I'm, I'm going to do a few big tournaments, smaller tournaments, about 30, 40 people, two of those. And then, uh, you know, I'm just going to max enter into the big $4 FanDuel tournament with 200 fifty thousand dollars the first and i think in 150 lineups i'm gonna have van vliet in 140 uh, that's no joke i'm just gonna have 10 to be different but he is fifty six hundred dollars on fandle which is one of the lower price guys and he is a steal and and with van vliet you could probably fit in both anthony davis and lebron so uh it's a it's a steal 
you no, mentioned OG and OB. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yo, I didn't want to, I, I, I got you on a, uh, cut you off on a roll, but yo, you're talking about uh, your lineups. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, once I get on a roll, basketball gets me excited too, Brandon. I'm so, I apologize. So, um, oh, no, besides. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, besides Van Vliet, uh, OG Ananobi, yeah, he's mainly a defender for the most part, but he's 4,300 on uh, on FanDuel, so he's even less than Van Vliet. So I'm going to have him in quite a few lineups. Um, and, and then when we get to the next game, there's a few salary savers, but also another steal at 3,900 uh, from Toronto, who's going to be a key role with uh, Kawhi Gon, is Norman Powell. He's, uh, he's almost a minimum. I mean, the minimum is 3,500, he's 3,900, and he projected very well. So those are the three guys I'm really targeting. Um, and then I, from, a, I guess, a big man standpoint, it's, it's a toss-up between Ibaka and Gasol. Ibaka on FanDuel is 6,000, and on um, Marcus Gasol is 6,500 on FanDuel. So, um, I mean, it's a toss-up. I'll, I'll have him in, in, in a lot of the lineups. Again, nothing sneaky with a two-game slate, but lock me up – Van Vliet, for sure. I'm going to have a lot of shares of Norman Powell. Uh, I'll probably have Norman Powell over an Anobi in a lot of lineups. And then it's either Gasol or Ibaka. I might have a few where I have them both. But that's what I'm targeting. And I'm excited, Brandon. Basketball's back. There, there you go. Hey, you look on the other hand, uh, it's the Pelicans. Uh, this is a team that also uh, obviously went through a lot of upheaval in the offseason. Uh, the big deal that sends Anthony Davis over to the Lakers. They get Lonzo Ball and uh, Brandon Ingram along with Josh Hart. Yo, Ball is in the lineup at 7,100 over at uh, FanDuel. Uh, Ingram comes in at 6,300. They uh, went and made the deal with Utah. They got Derek Favors. Uh, he comes in at 6,700 at FanDuel to replace Anthony Davis. Drew Holiday, 8,700. He's a one hold over. Probably a guy that's going to be a wee overvalued. But J.J. Redick sitting there at 4,800 at a FanDuel, excuse me, at DraftKings. Uh, this is a guy that can really light it up uh, when you look at you know what he's capable of doing. Uh, again, it's a case of where you know it's going to take a while for his team to come together. But if you look at the team outside of Holiday, who's the one holdover, who's the one guy in starting lineup that uh, really grabs your attention as far as putting him into most of your lineups? Yeah, I think from the Pelican side, I'm a little less on this. Uh, I think my favorite guy is Drew Holiday. I think it's the offense is all going to go through him for the most part. I want to see what's going to happen with Lonzo and Ingram. Um, you know, Derek Favors is safe because he's going to be the starting center. Um, but I think my my main play is, is going to be Drew Holiday for the most part. He's 8,700 on FanDuel. Uh, I want to see how Lonzo Ball meshes with this offense. They're playing a tough Toronto defense. They were one of the top in uh, defensive statistics last year, and they were good on the ball. And I don't know. I'm just not as high on the Pelican side. It's, it's going to be Drew Holiday, maybe some sh- – shares of Brandon Ingram and some shares of favors, but I'm not really high on the Pelican side personally. Uh, if you look at the bench, you know, really not a lot to be excited off the bench. Uh, Nick, you know, Alexander Walker had a strong uh, preseason. He'll come in at $3,600 uh, $3, over at FanDuel. 
Uh, you know, but he looks like a guy that's going to be buried on the bench. You know, it looks uh, like Kendrick Williams, 3,600, uh, Josh Hart at 4,200. Those are probably going to be the two guys off the bench for New Orleans that might be able to provide some kind of impact when you're trying to fill out the you know, back end of your lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's one more guy, too, uh, and he's the bare minimum. And, again, he had, uh, you know, good preseason as well as, as uh, Niccolo Melli. So I saw him play a little bit. I was very impressed with the, with the kid. Uh, um, I, he projects pretty well, and he's the bare minimum at 3,500 on FanDuel. So he could be a salary saver. Um, so I kind of like him a little bit. I, again, I want to see the rotation for the Pelicans, see what they're going to do, see how they mesh together. Um, cause, uh, I, I'm not very confident on that side. So. It is the first game on the schedule. The second one, obviously, a lot more appealing uh, than the first one. It is LAVLA. It will be the Clippers playing the home team uh, against the Lakers. And we'll start with LA. Obviously, you know, the big deal of bringing Anthony Davis in there. You know, you're going to pay dearly for him at FanDuel. He comes in at $12,100. LeBron James, of course, big money. $11,400 over at FanDuel. Take a look at their numbers over at DraftKings, if you will. And you look at LeBron, 9900 uh Anthony Davis, 2200 Uh You look at the role players, Avery Brantley, 4100 Danny Green, 5300 JaVel McGee, 4800 Each of those prices are at DraftKings. Those are the guys that are projected to fill out the lineup. Uh, like you mentioned, there are scenarios where you could play both LeBron and Anthony, uh, Anthony Davis. But if you had to choose one, who's your guy to go with here? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to lean towards LeBron. Um, uh, he, he's less, as you mentioned, on FanDuel and DraftKings. He's a little less on DraftKings compared to Davis there. But I'm, I'm more on him on, on uh, from a course. I just covered his price tag. He's less. Um, I mean, I'm high on both. You can't go wrong with either one, but you can save some salary by going the LeBron route. So uh, you mentioned it before, and I think I mentioned it as well, is that you you should try to get both of them. I think you can, with the Toronto's salary savers, get them both into your lineup. Um, so on, on those bigger tournaments I'm going to be in, I, I, I'm going to definitely have one lineup with both of them. And then the other one, I'll probably have uh, a LeBron and Drew Holiday and then you know mix it up evenly. But uh, if I had to choose one, it's definitely a LeBron. You can't go wrong with that. I think he's got a higher floor, too. Uh, I think uh, AD, he's got the higher ceiling, but uh, I'm, I'm more on LeBron. I mean, when you look at the elder rest of this team, and there's not a lot to get excited about. The White Howard, 4,500, uh, projected to be the uh, sixth man. He's 4,500 over at DraftKings. Probably get you a few blocks here and there, maybe some baskets, but there's really no one else on uh, Lakers bench that's going to really appeal to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you take a look at the Clippers. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's the guy, of course. It's $9,600 at uh, DraftKings. Uh, and, and then there's a huge drop when you look at the rest of that lineup. Uh, Patrick Beverly's at 5000 Landry Shamet at $4,200. Uh, Jermichael Green, 3800 mm-hmm. And uh, Zubak, 4,700. Well, you've got a couple of guys coming off the bench for the Clippers mm-hmm. that are going to have uh, more value. You look at Lou Williams at 6,500. Montrezl Harrell uh, uh, at 6,100. Those guys 
guys are going to be uh, potential uh, potential players uh, that can you know, really give you some impact there. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that. Um, I think uh, my my key plays from the Clippers, so I I'm, I'm, wouldn't say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade Kawhi totally, uh, but I'm not going to have him in as many. Uh, I'm going to have a, a good share of Lou Williams, who's at 6,200 on FanDuel. Um, and then this is my second favorite team to save salary on because you have, like you mentioned, the Landry Schmetz, who's 4,200. Um, someone you didn't mention is Mo Harkless. I think he's going to play a pivotal role too, especially with George out. He's 4,100 on FanDuel. Um, and then Jermichael Green, he's 4,600 on FanDuel. So you can save salary with those three guys alone. Um, but I'm, again, I'm higher on Lou Williams on, on this team. Um, you know, I'll have a few shares in the max entry with Kawhi, but uh, I'm not as high as him uh, on him this game, even without Paul George. So, uh, of the two games, uh, of the two games that we mentioned, is there one guy that you know that we may or may not have touched on that you look at and say, man? Yo, this guy could be a show stealer. This guy could really take off and make a huge impact on a DFS lineup. Yeah, it's, uh, I touched on it earlier. I think it's uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, he's going to be starting. He's going to be starting at shooting guard, but he's gonna also going to run some point guard as well. So I think he's going to be the, the main guy to lock in. Um, he's going to be the, the guy that, you know, he'll he's so low-priced that – He'll, he'll be very chalky, and it's a two-game slate, so everyone's going to be chalky for the most part. Uh, um, but he's my guy. He's my core play. And then I guess if there's going to be someone that's going to be sneaky good that I really, really like, um, I mean, it, it's tough. But I think it's going to be yeah. uh, Norm, Norman Powell on the Toronto. I think he's going to get a lot, a lot of minutes. I think he's going to be uh, a stud. He's a three-point specialist. Uh, he can get some steals. I, I like Norman Powell as – a sneaky play at 3,900 on FanDuel. Uh, any advice that you give, uh, particularly the first-timers uh, that are playing uh, DFS uh, NBA style? Yeah, so, uh, uh, again, with two-game slates, the main thing is nothing sneaky. <laughs> um, you have to find that, uh, that one person that's going to be low-owned. Um, and, uh, and personally, um, it's, it's have that core guy um, in, in all your lineups. I mean, if you're going to do multi-entry, of course, um, you have, have a guy that you're going to put, let's say you put 10, 10 lineups in, have a guy or two that you're going to put nine of the 10. Because that's how you're going to cash, is by having a, a set core and building your lineups around that. Um, yeah, you know, football is different than this. Baseball is different than this. For, for basketball, it's have the core guys. Um, and again, uh, do your research. Uh, it's going to take some time. I, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of the first two weeks of the season. I like to see how defenses are going to be, how they're going to improve. Because uh, um, uh, again, you don't know what to expect. You know, the Clippers were one of the worst defenses in the league last year. I think that's not the case this year with Kawhi back, but we just don't know. So uh, um, I'd say uh, for a first-time DFSer, put don't put as much effort into the fir- first two weeks, and then after the next two weeks. Um, look at the defenses, look up at the matchups and target matchups, have those core one to two guys and go from there. And don't forget to go to uh, our Win Daily Slack channel, who uh, people like myself and Tenacious D. Jones and, and our founder, Jason Mizrahi, are going to be on there to help you out. You know, this is a big sport for them. Um, Brandon, you're on there too. 
and uh, this is your sport as well. So um, don't be afraid to ask for help, you know? Oh, certainly. And we are certainly the place to go to uh, with basketball. And uh, one of the things that we will be working on uh, early uh, as the season progresses is that we will be doing a uh, live uh, video feeds uh, leading into game time. You know, so we're looking at uh, perhaps maybe 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Central time. So that's my neck of the woods. So it'd be 6 to 7 uh, Eastern time. So something to look forward to. But make sure that you've got Win Daily Sports bookmark. Make sure that you have got it memorized. And make sure that you follow us if you're looking to chase the long green. Now we get out of the NBA as much as I hate to do it. We have to go do football because we still have a ton of NFL left to go. We are just past week seven. We will head into week eight. And as usual, we take a look at quarterbacks uh, to start off the week. We are the first wave, basically, to take a look at week eight. And week eight... Uh, interesting matchups, a lot of expensive plays, but when you get your first glimpse at week eight, which quarterbacks are, t- uh, are you looking at and are, are really appealing to you, especially when you look at a cash game format? Yeah, so my, my top play is Russell Wilson uh, in Atlanta. He's going to be most likely playing in a dome against one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, I, he's He's the highest price. He's at 8,600 on FanDuel, uh, but I think it's it's the right play. Um, he is going to be my top quarterback for the slate, at least at this point. I know it's a it's a little early in the week to say that, but he is going to be a, a heavy part of that. And I'll, and I'll stack him up with uh, with Lockett and Metcalf. So um, Russell Wilson at Atlanta is my my favorite one right now. And then just looking through it, I I, I guess mid tier, uh, my favorite quarterback uh, is actually. Uh, probably Teddy Bridgewater if he plays over Breeze. He's playing against Arizona in New Orleans, so in a dome most likely. Um, they're the 29th uh, ranked defense, Arizona, and um, I, I think that's a steal of a price at 7500 on FanDuel. So uh, those are my two that I'm looking at right now. And if you want to go dirt cheap, if you want to like throw a dart at it, um, I do like Gardner Minshew again at 6900 against the Jets in Jacksonville. And then if uh, if it's the case, if Matt Ryan is out, Matt Schaub is uh, is this cheap option too at sixty six hundred on FanDuel. Seahawks defense, their secondary isn't that good and could be a steal of a play. So, uh, my guy this week for cash game has got to be Josh Allen uh, of the Bills. He's at home taking on the Philadelphia Eagles secondary. If you want a bonfire, folks, all you have to do is just put wide receivers in front of Eagles defensive backs and just let the flames fly. Eagles are 27th uh, you know, against the pass. $6,500 for Allen. Uh, paid off fairly well last week, but that combination of him taking on the Eagles secondary plus his ability to run the ball $6,500 at DraftKings. That is going to make him a heck of a play, uh, in my opinion. He's at $7,700 uh, over at FanDuel. I still think that is money well spent. Can't really go wrong with Russell Wilson. You know, you know you'll pay a little more, but uh, again, it's the Falcons. That team is cratering right now. The worst defense in the NFL at this point. And with the way Wilson is playing, I think that there is a field day uh, to happen. 
Now, there's a guy that you want to go dirt cheap on, a guy that I would really be interested in rolling the dice in. I would take a look at Ryan Tannehill uh, of the Tennessee Titans taking on the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is just bad at this point. 29th in defense. Tannehill's going to come in at $5,100. And I know that, you know, obviously uh, Tennessee's a run-oriented team, but Tannehill did not look bad uh, in his first start, replacing uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, 23 of 29, 312 yards. Did throw a pick, but he did throw a couple of touchdowns uh, in the win against the Chargers. He's not going to give you the running ability that Mariota does have, that Mariota does, but uh, Tannehill made those receivers in Tennessee look a lot more effective on Sunday than uh, Mariota had at any point uh, before getting benched. Yeah, uh, I like the matchup. I mean, the thing about the the, the Buccaneers actually, so they're not um, they're not the worst defense. They're a little improved. They're the front line. They're actually very good against the run. So I I don't hate the Tannehill um, play. I think when I you know hearing you talk about it, I, I do like the play a little bit more. Uh, but he's the same price as uh, Gardner Minshew on uh, on Fanduel, and he just played against uh, he's playing against the Jets this week, and we saw how that went for, uh, I mean, Tom Brady and the Patriots had field day. I mean, granted, it was mainly the offensive woes that kind of struggled. It wasn't really Brady, uh, but I do like both plays. I do like the Tannehill play, so I, I got to agree with you on that. Have we become born-again believers in Jared Goff after last week? <laughs> he does get the Bengals. He does get the Bengals this week. You know, a, a good game against Atlanta, and there was a sense of hesitation. Uh, with them going into the game on Sunday, but 22 of 37, 268, uh, did throw a couple of touchdown passes, actually surprised the hell out of everybody and gave us a touchdown run. Uh, now he goes and faces the Bengals in what should be a favorable matchup for him. Yeah, the Bengals, uh, the Bengals are a lot worse at the defending the run. Uh, you know, I said it last week, they, they allow 185 rushing yards per game. Um, Fournette, didn't run as well as we wanted him to. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little upset. Golf. I'm a little upset that golf didn't uh, throw to the guys I wanted to uh, this past week. You know, he didn't throw it to Cup. He didn't throw it to Cooks. He didn't throw it to Woods for touchdowns, I should say. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I, I'd rather pay six hundred dollars more on Fanduel and go Russell Wilson. Um, I don't hate the play, um, but you, you mentioned it earlier. Earlier too, I, I also do prefer to go spend three hundred dollars less and go Josh Allen against the Eagles. So, uh, Jared Goff is like in the middle of the pack of high tiers, the third highest priced quarterback on FanDuel. So, I mean, I'll have some shares of him, but I'm I'm more on Russell Wilson and Josh Allen over him. Kyler Murray over at DraftKings is watching his salary rise up. He's at sixty two hundred dollars right now. But that is fool's gold. He's going on the road against New Orleans. And yeah, Grant the Bears got a couple of cheap OTDs uh, late Sunday. But that game just truly showed, again, how dominant and how underrated this Saints defense is going to be. You know, I, I see an ambush beginning to happen for anyone who is considering putting Kyler Murray out there. Yes, I know the Saints secondary is suspect at times. And Murray uh, on that fast turf could probably get some big, uh, get a big player two in there. But overall, I just see this as a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm not going to have many shares of him. He, I mean, he played against the Giants this past weekend, and he moved the ball. But it was a Chase Edmonds show, and he threw like a hundred yards or something like that. It was, 
not something that I like to see. So uh, the Saints, they defend uh, the run a lot better than the pass. And I think they'll be playing behind. Uh, well, sorry, the Arizona Cardinals will be playing behind. So I, I don't think it's the worst play to go, Murray. But I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't endorse it. I, I prefer uh, that you pay a little bit more and go or $100 more and go Bridgewater against Arizona's dumpster fire defense. Or you can even spend up um, – Three hundred dollars more at seventy seven hundred, and go Matt Stafford against the Giants. Uh, I mean, the Giants are another broken team. So uh, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Kyler this week, uh, like you. So, uh, speaking of broken teams and somewhat broken quarterbacks, as much as I hate to admit it, Carson Wentz fifty six hundred dollars, and he is like an old shoots and ladders commercial. He's falling down, down, down. Uh, when it comes to production, only produced 9.8 fantasy points uh, on FanDuel in a humiliating loss to Dallas. He admitted that, yeah, they weren't ready. No kidding, Carson, you weren't ready. Uh, that's the matchup against the Bills that's on the road, in my word. Uh, I don't know of anyone who's got the sanity or the heart to put a lot of investment and wins, especially when it doesn't look like he's going to get Deshaun Jackson back yet again this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm wearing my Dallas Cowboys hat just for you, Brandon, right now, just so you know. But oh, uh, much love, much love. <laughs> uh, but I do, uh, I don't hate the Carson Wentz play because of his salary. He's seventy four hundred dollars on Fanduel. It's one of the lower ones. Uh, I mean, he is priced the same as Kyler Murray. Um, and I do like Murray's matchup, but um, this Buffalo defense, they were susceptible to the pass this past weekend to uh, Ryan Fitzmagic. So I I don't know. I think they're going to be, you know, with their bad defense, the the Eagles, I think they're going to be playing from behind and Carson Wentz is going to have to throw it. And we don't know which Carson Wentz will show up, but I don't necessarily hate the play if you play him. Uh, he's not going to be a top play for me, but you never know. I mean, Carson Wentz, he is... He's a solid quarterback. I'm a big fan, and it hurts me to say that as a Cowboys fan, but I am a big fan of Carson Wentz. I mean, I think this was a one-off bad game, you know, Sunday night game for him. So um, you can play him, and I won't hate it, to be honest. And there are certainly some uh, low-end dogs when you look at quarterback. Uh, Baker Mayfield, $5,000 over at DraftKings. You certainly aren't going to plug him out there against the, uh, against the Patriots the way they're playing right now. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, you know, had a bad game against uh, the Saints. You know, didn't get a lot of quarterbacks do. Uh, they're at home against the Chargers. He's 4900 That is a deep contrarian play uh, if you're wanting to go down that road. You certainly want to avoid Kyle Allen. <laughs> 200 over at DraftKings. They're uh, taking on the 49ers. They're just the Niners. They aren't playing at the level of the Patriots right now defensively, but they're maybe a half notch behind uh, with the way that they are playing, especially against the pass. Uh, it does look like Allen's going to be the guy at least for another week as Cam Newton return, uh, recovers from his foot injury. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, a little off those games for the most part. Um... Trubisky against the Chargers, it, it could work. Again, as you said, it's a contrarian play, but I prefer Minshew for $200 more on FanDuel. Uh, Trubisky, 6700 Minshew's uh, 6900 I say just pay up. Or you know what? You can even go $100 less and go Matt Schaub against Seattle. 
I think they're going to be passing a lot again. Um, again, that's all dependent on Matt Ryan if he's out or not. Uh, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm meh on those games. So. <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun Watson, uh, $7,100 over at uh, DraftKings. He's uh, at home against the Raiders. That was a flex game that got moved up uh, to be the CBS feature game of uh, 425 Eastern. Also probably a good thing for Astros fans uh, since that will lead into perhaps a game five of necessary of the World Series uh, in Washington later that evening. You look at Watson's numbers. uh not really, you know, they're solid, but not what you want to see at home. He's averaging 248.3 yards per game. He's thrown five touchdown passes with that interception. He's rushed for a couple of touchdowns at home. Much different on the road where he's got 18 passes and he's averaging over 300 yards a game. Uh, you look at the salary, uh, you look at the run, the run pass potential, but uh, is this worth the play here against the Raiders team? That you know, yeah, they got torched against Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. But is this a Watson that you want to roll the dice with uh, with the salary? Yeah, I mean, he's eighty four hundred on uh, on Fanduel. He's two hundred dollars less than Wilson. Again, I I prefer Wilson, but I I actually wouldn't mind Watson in a few GPP plays. Um, you, you hit the nail in the coffin. So. The only good game he's had at home is against Atlanta, and every quarterback has a good game against Atlanta. So, uh, um, you know, he he had 11 points, 11 FanDuel points uh, against Carolina the week before Atlanta, and he had 12 FanDuel points against Jacksonville uh, in week two. You know, this is all at home. Um, His numbers are a little skewed because of his 41-point performance against Atlanta at home. But, um, you know, I can see this being a – a high-scoring game, a shootout kind of game. So uh, it, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily hate the play, um, mainly because he uses his legs and he's been running in touchdowns and whatnot. Um, I, I, I do like the play because of the stacks of Watson with Hopkins, especially if Fuller's out. So I'm going to have a lot of shares of that if that's the case. Um, but again, I, I just prefer Wilson's matchup for two hundred dollars more uh, against those low, low Lee Falcons. So. Sorry, uh, David. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. Well, folks, that will uh, wrap it up uh, here for uh, October 22nd, uh, 2019. We're able to get some basketball and we'll be able to talk basketball for the next few months all the way until June. How wonderful it is. Uh, nothing wrong with football, but, man, I, I like you, Ozzy. Man, basketball is where you really is where the excitement is at. And I'm one of those people of the opinion that the NBA, when you think of the appeal and you think of, you know, how they capture the imagination, I think they surpass the NFL at this point. Yeah, yeah I mean, it can happen. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Jimmy Buckets in Miami. I'm curious to see how, how my Heat do this year without Dwayne Wade. Uh, I'm excited about that. that. That's why I'm really excited about basketball. I mean, football's been successful. It's built my bankroll. It's uh, paying the bills, paying the wedding, um, and whatnot. Oh. But uh, I'm just, I'm just excited for basketball. That's as I was telling you before the show. Um, you know, I uh, that's that's where I started playing DFS competitively and, and seriously and full time was basketball, and I, I built it up through that. So uh, it's near and dear to my heart, and I'm excited. Just, oh, no, cool. just another sport, you know. <laughs> 
There you go. Did not know you were getting married. Uh, congratulations. When is the wedding day? Yeah, so we're getting married next year, July 31st. Uh, we actually just had an engagement party this Saturday. So, oh, cool. uh, I, yeah, yeah, I had to recover in bed all day watching football uh, yesterday. So it, it was great. So, it was great to rest up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Get married on the trade deadline of Major League Baseball. Man, you got to love that one. Oh, you got to love that one. You get married. Congratulations. Old sea dogs like me, yo, haven't, yo, copped on victory formation, yo, and dropped to a knee and, yo, asked that big question, yo, there's hope for us yet. So, again, congratulations on that one. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. So, for uh, the man, uh, for the man, Javi, this is Brandon. We will say so long, and we will see you next Tuesday.